Hello. I am so sorry. I actually, I was going out to buy a new mic because my MIDI broke. So I needed a new mic and I wanted to do a USB mic. Um, but yeah, so now that you're finally here, I, I have some news for you. Millie's favorite yeah. Harry Styles song is To Be So Lonely, and you're both Virgos. As it should be. Oh my God, as it should be. So y'all are going to connect, I can tell already, since y'all are both Virgos. So I wanted to start out by saying, um, as the Runaway Brains podcast, we encourage the habit of going off track, literally and figuratively, because that's how the best and most interesting conversations go. So meaning, uh, if we ask you some questions and you go, you kind of, your brain runs away a little bit off track. That's totally fine because I do want this to be um, kind of a laid back, like fun conversation and just kind of learn about you as a person. You know what I mean? Uh, I'll start with my first question. I have like, I have questions about your music and then I have questions about like LGBT topics that we can all like chat about. <clears throat> so this is definitely kind of a basic one. So I apologize for, for, for this. Um, when did you first start getting into music? I always say that I was always into music. Um, I got into singing when I was maybe 11 and then progressed into being like, oh, I should learn how to play instruments to sing with. And then it was, oh, I should start songwriting. And now I do a course on full songwriting. I'm going to uni for songwriting next year. And I've released my own music and will be releasing more. So it's just been a progression for me. Yeah, That's I like crazy. that. So it went in that order. So singing, then instruments, then um, then writing. I love that. Um, I think it was singing instruments and I started busking on the streets and then I started songwriting and gigging. Yeah, so, you've, so you have performed live uh, more than a handful of times? Too many times to count in all sorts of venues. Did you do like chorus in school? Um, like choir? Yeah, like choir. Oh, yeah. sorry. Maybe we call it something different in America. I don't know. It's just so many cultural differences. Um, yeah, I did a choir in school. I performed in school quite a lot. So yeah. Why do? As a side note, why do you think uh, the UK is so much better than America by so much? Like it truly is. So I have one word for you. One word only. NHS. That's all I'm gonna say. National Health Service. Free healthcare. Oh my God, you're free right. Health, yeah, that's right. Same thing goes for like Canada. I'm pretty sure they have like free healthcare. Yeah, no, we're garbage. Uh, for sure. You've you guys have never had a uh racist, misogynistic reality TV star as the leader of your free world. So that seems super nice. Kaylin, you, you getting that set up there or what's up? What? Yeah, I finished everything. Oh, I love that. That's so nice. Okay. Sorry it took a second. So at least we're here. So let's switch off to uh to one of your questions because I hope you have some. Um she oh, talked wait. about we forgot our intro and we have to real quick <laughs> welcome to runaway brains with A and K. That stands for Autumn. And Kaylin. All right. I'm so is, sorry, Millie. <laughs> it's all right. This is Kaylin, by the way. And this is Millie. You guys didn't even say hey. I forgot to even facilitate that. Yeah, we haven't had like it's just been um yeah. a giant roller coaster. Hi Millie. I'm Kaylin. Um Hi. I'm so sorry for being late again. <laughs> um, <Don't worry> <laughs> um 
how is your family's like involvement in your music? Are they like supportive? Like, do they, like, what is their position in your musical life? I don't think it could be better than the best. My dad and my mom were so involved. Last night I was doing like a little demo and I was like, mom, I need you to listen to this. I don't know what it sounds like. And <laughs> my dad helps me with lyrics all the time. He's not very good at songwriting, but he's convinced he's gonna be on stage with me one day. He can't sing. Can't hold a note, but you just like <laughs> it's really cool. My girlfriend's a musician as well, and between our three parents, they're like the biggest fans ever. It's so I cute. love that. I was gonna say, so your girlfriend's also a musician. Is that how you guys got introduced with one another, or was it something that you guys like? Yeah, I want to know your girlfriend. Oh my god, I'm like, <laughs> like I want to know. <laughs> she, um, we both go to a music college. Okay. Well- She's dropped off. There's two of us now. Kaylin, did she drop off completely? Uh, for the sake of, of, of this continuing, I think her last question was about how you and your girlfriend met. Yeah, we, um, we both got to a music college called BIM Manchester. Um, Best way to meet. So I did another year at an awful college that just didn't work out for me. It's not an awful place. It just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. So I restarted my first year. So I ended up being in the year below her, even though we're the same age. And we just met through that. We were like, is that a lesbian? And It's just, so hard. It's yeah. so hard to date as a queer girl out here. Uh, so yeah, so you met your girlfriend at school. I think we, um, I think she found out I was gay by, I was having a laugh with the only other queer woman in my year. And I was like, that's what happens when you date a straight girl to her and she immediately clicked that I was gay and we went on a couple of dates and got together. Woo! I love that. I love that. I guess her and I normally like switch off between my question, her question. And so my next one, and I'm really excited for this because I do love this question. Biggest influences both lyrically and vocally. I think we touched a little bit on lyrically, but I would love to know your influences as far as your uh, like vocal identity and things like that. Um, vocally, I always say I'm inspired by people's attitude, not um, particularly yeah. their music. So I'm not inspired lyrically or vocally very much by people, but more I love Elvis because I love his attitude and the way that he went out into the world and I want to embody that. Same with King Princess. I don't sing like King Princess. Mm -hmm. God, I act like her sometimes and I want to be as powerful as her and as independent and brave. And I think that's how I take off other musicians like Ola Gartland, Phoebe Bridges, King Princess, the Carpenters, uh, Stevie Nicks, all these Mm -hmm. amazing powerful people and I want to embody a bit of them everywhere I go. Kaylin and I have both said that like King Princess has the most BDE we've ever seen because she truly does but I was wondering um as far as I totally get the whole like attitude thing and would you say you value artistic like the image like the sort of aesthetic and as well as like public persona would you say that's something that you take into account? I take it into account, but I think I enjoy other people's aesthetic because mine is so important to me. Mm-hmm. I spoke about this on my social media a couple of days ago. I said, I don't dress as I do and put such a big effort into my image online because I want people to think I look nice and think I'm pretty. 
I do it because I want to go out into the world and speak about things I care about, but I want to feel powerful doing it. I want yeah. to feel like I look good and I'm going to come here and tell you what's what and you're going to listen to me because I'm powerful. Not yeah, because, because it's I want- you. And it's, it's nearly impossible to wear what we want as women in this world without being judged or without being labeled for it. Um, that's why it's just, it's, it's like twice as hard for female musicians to be taken seriously, to get attention, to get attention for more than our sexuality or more than like our outward appearance. But I did want to say, um, you were talking about your, like your vocal identity and everything like that. Your voice truly is like one of the most unique ones I've heard in a few years for sure. It's so great. Um, I'm like, Pretty, pretty fucking envious. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie, my dude. I was like, damn it. Why did I sound like that? It's so great. Your, your like pronunciation, like the way that you um, articulate and everything. Well, look who decided I am to join. I'm so sorry. My phone, like, so right when I asked the girlfriend question, my phone ended up like, no, it paused. And then I waited for like two minutes and I was like, it'll clear up didn't fucking clear up so I had to restart my phone I'm sorry about that you're on podcast to find out the answer I yeah. know this yeah. is like the most inconvenience fucking thing of course it had ever. to be when it was your question I know anyways I was raving about her voice is where we left off uh you want to rave about it for a sec as well oh I was like listening up on your covers and like I don't like Okay, I am jealous because it's everything that I've ever wanted yeah. my voice to ever I be. I was just <laughs> saying how jealous. I literally was just saying. <laughs> like, it's, I don't know. It's like, it's really, I like watching your covers, especially when you're playing, playing guitar, because I love how your vocals sound against acoustics. Like, it's just like that. I don't know. It reminds me of um, Noah Cyrus. Like, the, I don't know. It's some, your voice, I don't. I keep saying I don't know because I'm very particular with my words. It's a very earthy toning voice, if that makes sense. Like, I totally it sounds get that. Very cottagey, like Evermore, Taylor Swift album esque. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, organic, like, organic, organic. There it goes. Yeah, it's a yep. very organic sounding oh. voice, and I just want to sleep in like a little cottage and just let you sing me to sleep. <laughs> oh, I totally get the earthy tone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that much like more upbeat less cottage Corey song next I'm not gonna be sleeping to that uh Millie's a big fan of Stevie Nicks and of course she's a King Princess fan for sure Kaylin is a sucker for some King Princess yeah Autumn tossed me in her asshole just <laughs> threw me in there <laughs> and now I've been living there happily rent free you're like it's warm <laughs> it's <laughs> rent free, um so so let's hop on to so I've I got two questions in a row so you can bump on let's bump into one of your questions my guy okay I want to um well actually I wanted to have more of like a conversational a yeah, conversation about um okay so with a lot of artists in the scene like King Princess Hailey Kiyoko and the such um we have a great I think right now we have a great array of LGBTQ representation in the industry and that keeps growing every day and I'm very, very proud of it. Um, But there are, because 
we mentioned Harry Styles earlier and um, I've been talking about like his impact for the gay community without actually publicly identifying as a gay person. I just wanted to know your take on how much he seems to be one of, for example, a lot of people have been saying he's, um, I mean, I forget how to pronounce his name. Hoiser is known as like lesbian Jesus and stuff like that, or like stuff, you know, without being directly part of the, yeah, he's being a, yeah, an ally, but I don't know, with Harry Styles in specific, it's like even lesbians are in love with him. You know what I'm talking about? And he's being framed up as a huge member or like supporter, possibly member of the LGBT community without ever publicly saying so. And I just want to know what are your takes? And I don't, that's not me trying to pressure out Harry Styles into like admitting if he's part of the LGBTQ community or not. More like allies who... I don't know queer baiting in general just queer baiting um how do you guys feel about queer baiting in the community i guess in the music industry specifically i guess i wouldn't call harry styles queer baiting. i guess yeah, because it does seem sincere with harry mm-hmm. i think no, it's definitely. that he's just being nice and i think that's why he's become such an icon it's like lady gaga isn't inherently queer but she's an icon to us all because mm-hmm. We were all them kids listening to Born That Way and feeling representation and feeling love and feeling someone care. And I think he just cares and he takes that time to understand and listen. And that's why he's become an icon because he makes good music and he's a nice person, which is all you can ask for. And he's kind of, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's about, you know, making people feel validated and not isolated. And it, it's it's about visibility. And like, cause it's, it's so for the longest time, it's just like, there are these different gender identities and uh, sexual orientations that have just kind of not had like a lot of vis- visibility. Like there was this joke I made, I think to you, Caitlin, where I was like, asexuals are so underrepresented. We don't even have our own slur. <laughs> I was like, we're so invisible. Yeah, you have aces, but like that's- but the- myself like I always I always it's say, not like, like a slur though it's not like oh you ace like I always say like queer ace and asexuality means different things to different people there's so many misconceptions about many different sexualities specifically with ones that are kind of like in the middle like with bisexuality there's always so many assumptions of like oh you have to be absolutely 50 50 percent I do wish there was more education around all the different nuanced sexualities you know because that makes people feel validated obviously we're in a completely heteronormative society especially in terms of sex ed in schools but really there are people out there who are feeling so left out young people who and it makes them even more confused it makes them feel wrong everything like that oh that brings up a question that I think is sometimes like a little bit related and this could get this could get really controversial. Millie, are you religious? No. Yep, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean right. like when there when the main religion in at least America or the western world is Christianity and they openly hate people who are homosexual or on the LGBTQI spectrum. Like <laughs> It's kind of like it comes with the territory. <laughs> What'd you say, Millie? Have you listened to the covers of pop songs that Westboro Baptist Church have done? 
No. But I brilliant. And I know I hate them. I hate the policies. I hate their ideas of the world. But they do some banging songs. No fucking way! You're kidding. Like there's a song called "It's a Great." So you know the day where the song where it's like "It's a Great Day for a Something Wedding." They changed it to "Dyke Wedding," and it's all against same-sex marriage. But me and my girlfriend have jived around the room to it. It's brilliant. I (laughs) need to know. I I have my my computer. I hope they do a cover of WAP. But they've done some. Crazy. They've done so many, it's unbelievable. That makes me so happy. Like, way more happy than it should. Oh my so, god. Yeah. We were saying, it's a really weird thing to listen to songs that were made to hate you. But they sound so good that you can't help enjoying them. And what's the point in being upset about it? Because then they're getting what they want. You're just like, I'm not it. a valid human being. Mm-mm-mm, I'm gonna burn in hell. Yeah. <laughs> unbelievable that oh that made my day i don't even care what happens rest of the week i don't care um so you weren't raised raised religious or anything your parents have always been very liberal um yeah but i went to a catholic primary school so from the age of about four eleven so many british people and so many like um, like I've also seen like a lot of Canadians, uh, like non-Americans go to religious schools. Like so many people I've seen who aren't in America go to, go to Catholic schools and things like that. It's a big thing. It's not like, a most schools are related to a church and a Catholic or Christian in the UK. And I sort of, I've dipped my toe in as a kid and decided that wasn't for me. And yeah. it's awful. I didn't. But we did accept people from other religions. It wasn't, you have to be Christian to come here. You have to be Catholic. It was just, a, we go to church and we say prayers. So non-believers, unsaved. Yeah. <laughs> it was really interesting. I went back and did some work experience there, I think two years ago and maybe a year ago, two years ago. And I was trying so hard, I was like, how do I dress? Like, I can't mention that I'm gay, can I? And I had turn up pants on and a t-shirt tucked into them with like stripy turn up pants on. I was like, they all know, who am I kidding? Like, (laughs) I I can't hide it. (laughs) I can't hide it. I'm so gay that it was like, you could spot me a mile off. Be funny if you walked in and you're like <laughs> they're like queer <laughs> like coughed for a second and they were like i don't know something about that cough there was just a little bit of a little bit of a sway to it. <laughs> uh, you know, like, you, you're walking through the hallway and you're just like all right you're I'm like so- uh-huh. like there's yeah, a little bit of residue and- i was gonna say a rainbow there's a little bit of rainbow <laughs> they're, like, they're like was that glitter and they're like no no glitter here no glitter over here absolutely not what what's up oh my god rainbow (laughs) glitter anyways um so we'll we'll finish up the music talk because i do have lgbt questions i would love to get your take on um these ones are kind of quick so do you produce and record everything yourself um not all of it (laughs) close my eyes and out of this world i didn't um the passing song in troubled mind i did and my next one i'm not so it's all just a thing of whatever's right for the song that i'm doing who produces for you 
Um, the first two were done in a tiny studio in the back of a warehouse that was local and it wasn't anything special. And then I did the other two. And then my next one, I'm, I don't know where it'll be yet. I sent the demo to someone that's helping me from my college, who's in like the artist development team today. So it's just start of the very start of the process. You like, uh, you use Logic Pro? Or Garage Band? Wow. Is- yeah, that's exactly how I started. Um, are you into like music production with, in terms of like, using the more like the synthesizers and the electronic instruments at all? We use Logic at college when we're in, obviously COVID's meant that we're not. So I can use Logic, but I'm just poor, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was 200 bucks. I remember I had to save it up. Do you not, Do you have like a job? Um, No, I normally busk, but obviously everywhere's closed. So I, I'm not gigging, I'm not busking. Added myself onto Fiverr, so I've made like, 20 pounds this week I of writing my- jingles for people yeah I put myself on five or two but I haven't done anything on it yet I've been needing I to one of them was a bit questionable in the lyrics and I was like I don't know if I trust you but I need the money so what were the lyrics um I'm scared if you need a, t- if you need a jingle just give me a tingle um something and then his name and I was like do you know what for 30 seconds of work for like 15 dollars I'll take it you're like uh, you're like don't put my name on it just whatever you do but other than that (laughs) I guess I'll do it so um another question when you picture your music career in five years what does it look like like what is your idea like what's your dream of the the end goal I'd love to have made it big but my only dream is that people are still listening to me and I'm making music that fulfills me and fills what I'm passionate about and other people, even if it's one person, are still enjoying it. Even if it's one person who listens to me and feels empowered and relates and sees themselves in the music that I make, then I'm happy. That's it. I feel the same way. And it just reminds me of this Harry Styles quote where he's like, as long as you love what you're doing, then nobody can tell you that you're not successful. It really is true. Like Why are you that's so tongue. Like you put so much rolling of your tongue at the end of that. Not successful. Okay, why don't you guys try? Let's see your impression of Harry Styles, huh? Um, I know I can't do one, so I'm not gonna bother trying. Oh well, look at. At that. least I know when I. No, at least I know when I can. I should back down. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've seen, okay, bitch, we have, we have sat you, together. You have good, hey, hey, you have good impressions. I'm not, I'm not jabbing. I'm not jabbing. <laughs> I never said all your other impressions are shit. You have good impressions, just not that one. <laughs> well, I'm working on it, okay? <laughs> You'll see. You'll all see. <laughs> I'm surrounded by idiots. No, I'm just <laughs> Just the singular. So here's a stupid question and you can give me a quick answer. Do you watch The Bachelor? No. End of question. Okay, next question. <laughs> <laughs> so some lyrics that you wrote um, actually remind me a little bit of some lyrics that I wrote. You have very quotable things. Um, putting up trophies of cuts and bruises way too similar to what I wrote. I was like, holy shit. Like, I think we're kindred spirits. I wrote, 
manufactured minor fractures. And it's literally about how, how we sometimes take a little bit too much identity in our pain. You, you know what I mean? Like almost glamorizing our pain. And is yeah. that what you meant by it? That's what I, how I interpreted it. <laughs> Not yeah. at all. Yeah, me no. either. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, Close My Eyes is a song all about, I wrote it not too long after I'd come out. So a year or two after, and it was all about the struggle of coming out. And it was sort of saying that I'm putting up these trophies of all these cuts and bruises, but the cuts and bruises were formed from me pretending to be straight. So I was so proud that people thought that I wasn't gay when it was causing me so much pain. And I was I pretending to be I'm not. I would have never got that. Wow. I guess you and I wrote, man, <laughs> I wanted us to have this like amazing parallel, like from opposite ends of the world. I don't know if we're opposite ends, but we're far from each other for sure. Couple, yeah, couple absolutely. thousand hundred feet, you know, it's definitely a little, little bit far. <laughs> More a thousand miles. Bro. Oh my heck, I know inches anyways. So inches. <laughs> Oh, well, I guess it does make sense because the lyrics say, fear and lies, I despise the time that we lit up in the skies. Tell me, let me into that one, lit up in the skies. That was all about, I guess, a little bit of a line about like when I'd secretly date girls, but no one knew. It was just me that knew. And I'd secretly be seeing a girl or talking to a girl. And it was that moment where everything felt okay, but it was fear and lies. And that was what was going out into the world and lighting everything up everyone was just seeing me as someone I wasn't and I put so much time and energy into this lie just to protect them from me when I don't need to be protected from yeah they don't they, and they don't need protection from someone yeah. being gay it's just yeah. I was just so scared because it's really odd when I before I'd come out everyone used to joke that I was going to be like no I'm not I'm not gay but I was I was just so scared of what they think even though they already had a running joke that I was but it caused so much angst in me that they already thought I was that I put more effort into hiding it yeah that's I can see why that would be like a constantly like threatening thing like a lot of queer people are in constant fear you know what I mean? Like there are people who literally want us dead and literally want us to like burn in hell. If they wear a dress on the cover of a Vogue magazine <laughs> and look incredible. Yeah, for sure. At I Harry Styles. By accident. I fully came out to my friends by accident. And it was just this thing of, it came from this joke that I was a lesbian and someone was like, oh, you're going to your girlfriend's house tonight. And I, under my breath said, no, not tonight. And someone heard me and I was like, like, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I just said that out loud. Yeah, I'm gay. Um, it was this moment of. <sighs> so that means like on a constant basis, they'd be like, who are you talking to? You're like, no one. It's just a friend. Just a friend. Yeah. Is she pretty? Yes, obviously. I have working eyes. For sure. It was this moment where me and my best friend at the time was sat across from me and I knew she'd heard me and we made eye contact and she was like, I knew it. I knew it so hard, <laughs> but I was so never going to push you into telling me. So um, here's my first LGBT question for you. What do you wish people understood more about gender identity and what is, and or what is your biggest pet peeve about per, uh, society's perception and all the misconceptions around gender identity? That's kind of a, that's kind of a heavy loaded question. I'm sorry that that's a lot, but let's hear it. I think just 
open-mindedness it's so important and I was watching a comedian called Joe Lysa earlier who's one of my favorite comedians he's brilliant and he said do you know there's as many genders as there is people in the world because even to female female identifying people cis female people will identify as female in a different way so exactly everyone's going to identify with their gender different and just go in with an open mind and don't be afraid to ask questions because the vast yeah. majority of people aren't afraid to answer them yeah like yeah I think I'd Sorry. rather you ask a question and learn from it even if it's about trans problems that I am quite clued up about and I'm quite knowledgeable about come to me and ask because then you're not going with a lack of knowledge and offending someone you understand and you can really accept people when you understand I always say that like education is the first step to acceptance it's the quote that I say every time and I think it's so important to educate yourself and go in with an open mind into the world because questions yeah and questions are so much better than assumptions and truly you cannot be afraid if you truly want to know and you truly are whether it's curiosity or whether it's just like you wanting to educate yourself because someone close to you has come out and you want to understand them better and you want them to feel validated like don't be afraid to ask questions and like yeah it is important to be sensitive and but I do think that that I try to be um like try to not take questions that sound offensive personally the whole thing with um, if two girls are in a relationship, they'd be like, oh, which one's the girl and which one's the guy? It's like, well, we're both girls. So, but I understand where that comes from because we're living in a heteronormative society. Like one thing that not just homophobic people, but just uneducated and like ignorant people complain about is like, oh, well, there's just so much, like, it's just so complicated. I'm like, what part of life isn't complicated? Like, this is something that has been so two things the color pink and the color blue and like a hard line down the middle is it so hard to just like open up like a little bit of a gray area or like a purple area between pink and blue together probably does make a purplish lavender i don't know but it's there's room to be like hey maybe it's not just this a b like maybe there's some c d all of the above none of the above it's just so it's so easy for to people to give like a level of complexity and multi and like different facets to other parts of life but it's people don't want to do that for gender and for sexuality because it's been so simple for so long and so homogenized yeah for sure for sure i think just open-mindedness and really everyone does identify different everyone in the world everyone in the world so just I think if you're afraid to learn then don't learn that's your choice but then go in with an open mind and full acceptance yeah at least just love yeah yeah if you haven't taken the time to learn then I don't want to hear your hate because you don't understand anyone that you're hating on you haven't listened you haven't felt their experiences so you don't have the audacity to hear it's unreasonable without understanding and there are so many christians out there who are very accepting of the lgbt community like i remember seeing this post i think it was on instagram like a few weeks ago of um 
this sign outside of a church it's like a rainbow and it's like all all of god's children are what are welcome here and i'm like see this these are the people that we that are our true allies and that we should be like i don't know if we should be praising people for just human decency you know what i mean but it's almost like they deserve praise right now because sometimes it does seem kind of rare um especially just like there's a difference between like quietly tolerating and outwardly supporting. Like there's a difference between not being racist and being anti-racism and like that kind of thing. There's a line there. So that brings me to my next question, which is not related at all. But um, your thoughts on uh, performative bisexuality. This is something that kind of goes hand in hand with Kaylin. You were talking about queer baiting. I think performative bisexuality is... Um, in that same like category. So, so tell me what you think of that, Millie. I think it's an issue that I want to look into a lot more because obviously it's not something that really comes into my life because I'm a gay woman proudly. And so I don't really have to think about it as much, but I think to bait with any sexuality is just so morally wrong. It's so morally unjust to take something that's so hard for people to experience and be like, I'll do this for the views. Yeah. It's like morally not okay. Well, with performative bisexuality, it's more, and when they talk about that, they're more talking about, for example, Halsey. Um, She released the You Should Be Sad song. And it had like an orgy with both men and women inside of it. And a lot of people had issues with that. Um issues with her doing it saying that she's doing it just for you know she's like playing up her bisexuality just for views and for like for like the sexuality of it um when an artist like Harry Styles did something very similar when he released um what was it lights up, <laughs> lights up. Lights when up. he released the lights up music video he had uh an entire like orgy pretty much the same way and a lot of people have been having issues with that of like just over sexualizing um, bisexuality because it's feeding into a thing where um, me like I know Autumn probably had this too it's like you say you're bisexual oh so do you do threesomes yeah do you like do you like have more than one partner usually like a lot of people think that just because you can love more than one gender means that you can love more than one person at the same time and like sometimes that is true but I personally I am very monogamous I I, I don't believe and like like I just personally can't be an employee like I that's too much energy (laughs) that that I don't have (laughs) it goes hand in hand with the way that um homophobic Christians and homophobic like people who are radical within organized religion sometimes will view like the way that they compare homosexuality to pedophilia uh which is probably one of the worst things that i hear homophobic people say or like comparing it to bestiality which is disgusting and it's it's the way that people will view like homosexuality and bisexuality as like this more sexual perversion yeah people see, view that as more pornographic um which is so stupid and you know one could argue that videos that are portraying like um you know more like 
queer sex and everything like that is, is it normalizing it? Is it trivializing it? That's a really hard conversation to have because it is so nuanced and there is such like a gray area between the two. And it's like, because there's a difference between showing women making out and like women loving women, um, WLW. It really is such a complicated and complex issue. But uh, overall, like performative bisexuality, there's this one song that bugs me that I personally think is performative, but maybe not performative bisexuality. People love this song and Harry Styles did a cover of this song. What the fuck is it called? It's called um, Girl Crush. I don't fuck with that song. The one where it's like, it's about a, a girl wanting to kiss a girl because that she was kissing her ex-boyfriend. I was like, okay. The fact and the fact that it's in like a country genre, like one of the more heteronormative genres that where there's like almost no LGBT representation, or at least not off the top of my head, because I know country music sometimes goes hand in hand with like the Midwest and everything like that. I don't know. I, I know you like country music, Millie. So I'd actually love to hear your thoughts on this. And I know you know that song for sure. I was going to say, um, Brita Kahlo, who is one of the most prominent bisexual figures in history and art, um, she was actually notorious for sleeping with the woman that her husband cheated on her with. That's what Girl Crush really reminded me of. And to that point, I'm just like, I don't know. I think Frida Kahlo was a bad bitch for being like, oh, so you're like, you think you can sleep on me? Well, I'm going to sleep with the same girl you cheated on me with. Mm. And I just... I thought that was badass. I don't know. I think that's badass. I'm like, yeah, you're able to do, you're literally able to steal. I don't know. I like revenge. The way that I <laughs> felt about Girl Crush though was feeling like it was delegitimizing bisexuality and ma- framing it as like, framing it as like, and this is such a huge problem with performative bisexuality is women um, like being sexual with each other to impress a guy. That's like the really gross part of performative bisexuality. So Millie, I've been talking for a really long time and I hate my voice. So let's hear, let's, let's hear your beautiful, beautiful accent. (laughs) I think, I think the main problem isn't the sexualization of the bisexuality in the music industry. I think it's a lack of non-sexualized bisexual nature and videos. Really? because, Because the videos and the music is so oversaturated with just a sexual view that it's the only view getting seen they're not seeing bisexual people just holding hands oh yeah that's what i meant yeah absolutely it's it's over representing the sexual side of it yeah yeah for sure continue that if they represent the non-sexual side more i wouldn't have as much of an issue with it because it's showing all yeah. areas if they showed one person just bringing the other breakfast in bed or holding hands and going on walks with the dog or cuddling up and watching a movie just doing normal couple things I think the same thing for gay videos for music and songs it's all pretty sexual or pretty played up to be like this is so gay I want to see couples like me and my partner who sit in bed and watch stupid programs and paint the furniture for when we move out together just because we want to have nice things and make each other food because that's what normal couples do whether you're straight gay bi anything that was what I was gonna say was like 
it, gay relationships are just normal relationships. The only was, difference is the way that they have sex. Can, what were you about to say? Yeah, I was going to say, and that's one of the comments when we first watched um, Call Me By Your Name, one of the first comments was, it felt organic. Yeah. It was a slow building, and that's what I that's what I like to see come from a gay relationship or, like, any romance that ever happens is I want it to feel natural. Like, I want it to feel like, I don't know, I don't even, I want it to be that by the end of the movie, if these two characters got together, I'm going to be like, that makes sense. Not, oh, that's gay representation. And a lot of times I find myself thinking, I'm like, they're shoving the, like, I feel like, I feel like a homophobe, this gay propaganda, like, it feels very like shoving it down your throat and I don't think that's like the way to represent because it's not oh we got to show you because this is how like we have to show you it's no this is something that naturally happens out in the real world people fall in love with people no matter what subtlety is key because it really is just like chemistry and like getting to know each other it's all it's exactly the same the only difference is what happens behind closed doors which is nobody's business and that's the only it's crazy because what happens behind closed doors is the only thing people are angry about i mean granted they also do um show hatred and disdain for any kind of pda like just holding hands it's like oh i don't want my kids seeing that dude there are female best friends who hold hands like and this is another thing it's like with women a lot a lot of times women who are completely straight are still very physically affectionate with each other and so yeah so it's it's so ridiculous to me that i I think the way that gay women get judged is very different from the way gay men do because they always see men as like, oh, it's it's emasculating you. And it's seen as like, oh, you're not a man anymore. And then the way that they judge like gay women is hard to describe. They like a lot of, I was going to say, yeah. they either sexualize them up the ass or honestly, because the a lot of people think gay man fe- means a, fem- a guy with feminine attitude and then a gay woman is, a woman with a masculine attitude yeah. and that's kind of like how a lot of heterosexual people have dictated these people so it's like so it's like if you're a gay guy you're a pussy you're like le- like yeah. less of a man if you're a w- like if you're a gay woman sometimes they'll Wanna be like have a oh freeway? yeah they treat them more oh it's just oh, yeah it's and just- and the thing is like as far as um, gay men acting more feminine and then gay women vice versa, I think it's okay. You know, like, and I think that a lot of times, um, oh, I, definitely I think there definitely, yeah, I think there definitely are signs and everything like that. But also at the same time, a woman who acts masculine and a man who acts feminine isn't like a guaranteed, like, oh, they're definitely gay. It's like, femininity and like outward masculinity and everything like that is so really like arbitrary and I do get it and I do believe that there are stark differences between men and women there are very like hard differences between the identities the problem with society is it's okay to not have those differences or it's okay to be within a gray area it doesn't matter you know it's just 
And when I, when I speak about it like this, it sounds like such a non-issue. Like I'm like, it's so stupid how angry people are. I would think the question that I want to end off on is what do pronouns mean to you? Um, pronouns can mean something different to everyone, I think. And it's a way of just ensuring that people are comfortable and they feel okay. And it's kind of like, for me, when someone asks my pronouns and uses pronouns that I prefer, I'm okay if you don't. It doesn't affect me as badly as it would with other people. But when you use they, them, I feel like I'm wrapped in a blanket of cotton wool and I'm safe and I know that you're accepting and that you will make choices to make other people feel comfortable. It's about respect. Yeah. Just truly just like human human. I almost said human decency. I almost picked up your accent, dude. <laughs> God damn it. Dude, Kaylin, she was shitting on her own accent. I was like, oh, I can't wait to have another. It is the cutest. Person. It and is the cutest accent. I know. Ever. And she was like, it's it's Yorkshire, so it's not a good one. I'm like, um Yorkshire accent ever. That was so bad. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. I have a question, Millie. Is Yorkshire Northern English? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm like where I live is halfway between Leeds and Manchester. If you've heard of either of those, I know Manchester. I I, like, uh, I I watch. Sorry, I watch. Yeah, Manchester United. Like I, I watch soccer or football, as you guys call it. Yeah. I love- <laughs> Anyways, Kaylin, was there any questions that you didn't get to ask Millie? Um, actually, you. No. Oh. <laughs> right when I asked. <laughs> Damn it. And we were nearing the, come on, Kaylin. <laughs> Man, I'm going to have to do the outro for us. We ended on like, this has been Runaway Brains with A and K. And we hope you all are A-OK. That's how we ended. <laughs> and now we can't end it like that. Okay. Well, I apologize for all the technical difficulties, but I am glad that you had fun because that was the goal. And I did want to have a nice we always like to have a nice blend of serious topics as well as like fun um banter because that's the best thing you know you want to have a nice mix and everything like that but oh here's a question that i really wanted to ask that i didn't get to before um do you think because i do um and i I will give you my opinions do you think that it's okay to go through like phases in your sexuality for sure, you can't all figure it out straight away and we all change as we grow and we develop and our feelings change and the way we express ourselves yeah. changes and we learn new things every day. So it's we're okay all, to grow. It's our, in our human nature to be constantly evolving and we're all very like yeah. fickle human beings. And I think because I, I do hate when people delegitimize um, people in the queer community by saying it's just a phase. So what I think is, I think it's okay to go through phases in your sexuality. What isn't okay is assuming that someone else is going through a phase or accusing them of being like, oh, that's not real. It's just a phase. Yeah. I do wish there was more um, like normalizing of people going through phases without it delegitimizing an entire group of people. I think that's a problem that I wish was like talked about more. And anyway, so I wish Kaylin was here to say goodbye, but um, we should do this again sometime in the future. Uh, yeah. Would you like uh, to, would you like to ever uh, interested in like maybe writing a song together, maybe working together on music in some way? Sure. 
platform. I'm always up for collaborating. Just Absolutely. hit me up. And if anyone listening wants to collaborate or wants to listen to my music, you can get at my socials, my Instagram, Facebook, and Millie Milner Music. And you can find me on all streaming platforms and YouTube yeah. at Millie Milner. Yeah, I was I forgot to give you um the a segue to be like let's let's get those plugs in for sure. Oh, I'm so used to segueing myself and just being like and on that note <laughs> before I go, give me attention. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Stream my music because there's more coming out and I've got a giveaway at the moment. If anyone if this comes out before then, might not, but there'll be more giveaways in the future, more music coming out, lots mm-hmm. of fun and games. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm going to say goodbye on behalf of Kaylin, and she probably would she'd probably say that this was amazing, and um, we had a lot of fun, so we should do this again in the future, and um, I've never been good at goodbyes, so toodaloo. <laughs> Bye.